When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show. The Jets got enough talent in this room to win. They've got enough good players on this roster to still accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. Now look, take some of the sting out of it, of course, with Rodgers not being there? Absolutely. Zach Wilson's got a lot of proving to do. But now the training wheels are off again. And now it's Zach Wilson's show. And there is a formula to win football games as this roster is presently constituted. He should feel extremely comfortable with what they want to run. And hopefully, Nathaniel Hackett and company, which I know that they'll do, are going to tailor it to his strong suits. There are enough pieces on this football team to win football games. This is the Dan Grasso Show. That is the leader. That is number eight. That is QB1. There you go. On 98.7 ESPN. Final hour of the show on this jam-packed, busy Wednesday. Grasso with you, 800 919-3776. That is the telephone number. We're taking it right up until the top. Then Gordon and Larry are going to carry you the rest of the evening. Remember, at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A is where you can get me on Twitter. So our previous caller, Dave, worrying about Aaron Rodgers, when we're going to hear from him. Well, about a half an hour before our show tonight, he went on social media, his old Instagram account, and he posted the following message. Thank you to every person that has reached out, called, texted yeah give me the you know what the music adds something why not let's let's do it again there you go kick it up kick it up baby thank you to every person that has reached out called texted dm'd connected through a friend etc it has meant a ton to me and i'll try and get back to all of you soon i'm completely heartbroken and moving through all the emotions but deeply touched and humbled by the support and the love Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I begin the healing process today. Louder, hard. Louder. (coughs) Excuse me. The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again. (coughs) Excuse me. Proud of my guys. 1-0. And the jet plane emoji. Give me the chant one more time. Touchdown, touchdown, Jets. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Well, it ain't going to be Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson from the Rock Salt Lady. Caught, caught, Garrett Wilson. Do we have the whole call from the rock salt lady? Like Here's the- some rock salt for you, baby. <laughs> we don't have, like, the actual entire call of that play, like the whole play, how it unfolded, with Aaron Rodgers throwing a touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson in the Super Bowl? Nah, I'll just see if I can find it. Yeah, it- It's got to be there somewhere. But, yeah, the rock salt lady doing uh, giving play-by-play a shot. 
kind of just trying to talk it into existence. Instead, it wasn't the Super Bowl, but it was Zach Wilson to Garrett Wilson on Monday night, helping the Jets defeat the Buffalo Bills. Jets in Dallas this week, 425. We'll be on the air 225 on Sunday, Greg and myself. Giants are going to be in Arizona, also a 4 o'clock game. They're a 4.05, so we got the Jets and the Giants going at the same time here. Certainly Jets and Cowboys are going to probably get more eyeballs because it's the national game on CBS. Um, and Nance and Romo were there. You know, the Jets, Jets are a big ticket. You know, they mapped these things out before the season because they thought it was going to be Aaron Rodgers. And if they keep winning games, well, you know what? Then they're still going to get these prime assignments, and they're not going to be flexed out or anything like that. But you got to take it one at a time, and the Cowboys are going to be a very, very stiff test for Zach Wilson and company, who is now the pilot of this Jets offense. Let's face it, he might. this game Sunday might even be more challenging than what Monday night was, right? Because you don't have the home crowd behind you. you got all those Cowboy fanatics down there, like Ray Santiago, who's going to be going down there to the game, right? Rock Salt? On the uh, oh here it is okay so here this was uh, this was the rock salt lady, the rock salt lady doing um, her version of a play by play a touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson in the Super Bowl. The clock reads ten seconds. Dallas with a fourteen to ten lead over the Jets. Does Aaron Rodgers have another miracle in that right arm? A storybook season comes down to one play. Rodgers in the shotgun, triplets to his right, takes the snap, drops back, rolling right. He's got time. Looking end zone. He heaves one to the back. Caught. Caught. Garrett Wilson. The second year wide out from Ohio State. Touchdown. <laughs> Touchdown Jets. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. Here's some rock salt for you, baby. The rock salt lady. Yeah. Rock salt lady, I think, always has a place during the football season. You're gonna have to have a place during the football season. The only problem is that Aaron Rodgers is not gonna be the one throwing the touchdown passes. But remember, 17 is special. He's going to be catching several of them this year. Just going to come from, hopefully, Zach Wilson. But, yeah, we'll keep bringing back Rock Salt Lady. You never know. You know what we'll do? We'll just keep recreating the calls. Like, we'll just take – you know what we'll do? We got to get the Rock Salt Lady on the phone because I don't know what her fee is. And I don't know if, you know, ESPN wants to, you know, pay out of their pocket or not. But we'll recreate Bob's calls on Sunday, and we'll have the Rock Salt Lady record her own. How about that? I need one of uh, Xavier Gibson. I just, that one, oh, my god. Well, she, I, I think she's tired now. You know what I mean? It's, it's late at night, you know. It was a long, was she at the game? Do we know if she I was I didn't at see the her game? at the game. Celebrity Row. No. We got to get her next to Method Man. Uh, I got to see if I can put her in touch with somebody over at the Jets so she could get to the next home game, maybe the Patriot game. But Tailgate. I'll, yeah, tail, may, I don't know about the tailgate, but I'll reach out. And then see if, because uh, I know she gets up early. She wakes up at like 4.30 in the morning. She takes like two different bus transfers to go to work each day. So she's probably asleep. I'll shoot her an email and see if maybe she can. Yeah, this message is for Rick. <laughs> hey, Rick, how you doing? This is, uh, this is a worm. Not, no, that's, that's a voicemail. It's a voicemail. <laughs> oh, the show's going off the rails. But no, like I said, we'll get in touch with her and see if she can recreate some of these, uh, some of the great calls throughout the season. All right, let us say hi to Ruben, who is calling from Tennessee. By golly, Ruben, you're on 98.7. How are you? 
Hey, I'm good. I almost forgot what I was calling for. I've been on hold for so long. Jeez, hey, Ruben, what can I tell you? <laughs> Popular show, buddy. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was actually happy uh, to get through. Thanks for having me on. No, I'm not a Jets fan. I'm a big Giants fan, and I was totally disappointed, but I think the Giants will do okay. But on the Jets side, I was basically, when I, when I, when I called in, I was trying to compare the, the Jets this year with their overall talent on offense and defense, even with Zach Wilson in there, do you think that um, the 1999 uh, Baltimore Ravens with Trent Dilfer is a better team? Yeah, they have one of the greatest defenses of all time. But we're also talking about the Jets defense being in the top three. Everybody knows defenses win championships. Mm-hmm. Always. Right. So you can't say that Trent Dilfer was horrible. He was just like everybody's saying. All the pundits, I've been listening all day. The pundits, they need a game manager. They need a game manager. You can just tell Zach Wilson, be a game manager. Don't throw stupid passes. Hand the ball off to your running backs. You know, do your play-action passes. You know, and, and, you know, if, you, if there's nobody open, throw it out. Right. You just know, just, just out, don't you know, make the mistake. Away. Yeah. And, and, Ruben, you know what? Look, I, here's the thing, <laughs> and, and I thank you for the phone call, by the way. Um, that 2000 Ravens team in the defense was a historic defense. Historic. Probably one of the three best defenses of all time. Easy. Okay? I don't know if you remember. Trent Dilford didn't begin the season as the Ravens' starting quarterback that year. Tony Banks did. Remember the guy from Michigan State? Then he, he, he came into the league with the uh, St. Louis Rams. Tony Banks was the quarterback, and, and they went through a stretch in October where, like, the Ravens didn't even score a touchdown offensively for something like three or four weeks. It was something crazy. And then Billick, Brian Billick, the head coach, he was just, like, bombarded with questions week after week after week about, are you going to make a change in your starting quarterback? Are you going to make a change? And he was defiant. He said, no, I'm sticking with Tony Banks. He's my guy. And then they couldn't take it any longer. And then they put in Trent Dilfer from the bullpen. Now, Trent Dilfer was a guy once upon a time who was a very high first-round pick, and he flamed out in Tampa Bay. And this was kind of like a new lease on life for him with the Ravens. But that team was that team was stacked. I mean, forget about the defense. You had Jamal Lewis, who was a beast at the running back position. You know, you had Shannon Sharp, who was a Hall of Fame tight end. You know, you had wide receivers who were very capable, like my buddy Kadri Ismail. You know, Jermaine Lewis returning punts for touchdowns and kicks left and right you know they they were all three phases so by the time they got to late in the season and they were really in a rhythm it just was all three phases coming together remember they they only had one home playoff game that year they played the Denver Broncos they beat them then they went to Tennessee and they beat the heavily favored Titans then they went to Oakland and beat the Raiders in the championship game I think they knocked Gannon out of that game too very early um and then they did what they did to the Giants in the Super Bowl, 34-7. to They were a machine. So, yeah, if you want to say that, you know, use that as a template to where you have a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes, you play strong defense, yeah, you could do that. You run the football effectively. That's a way to win. But to say you're going to be as good as that Ravens team is, that's that's asking a lot. Muhammad's in Long Island. He's up next year on 98.7. What's up, Muhammad? How are you? What's going on, Dan? Thanks for taking my call. Mo, the energy on your show. What's going on, brother? 
Oh, uh, man. Uh, I, I wanted to make two points, but before I get to that, I just wanted to say all of us Jets fans, because me too, I was in denial yesterday. And, 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 and Greeny mentioned it like we were in the five stages of grief, and that's how it feels, right? But I was saying get this guy or get that quarterback. You already said it. Any quarterback worth a you-know-what is already on the roster. And, and us, what are we going to do? Give away the pick that we just got back from the unfortunate incident, right, to a team to what? You know, losing a division around or maybe the conference. It's not like it was a foregone conclusion we were going to the Super Bowl, right? So, But um, we didn't come out of the, uh, the that preseason game where Aaron Rodgers did play. We didn't come out of that with overwhelming confidence that this offensive line was going to be good. And it showed proof in just those four plays. Now, granted, Aaron Rodgers was supposed to let go of that ball, but you know, you saw that these guys weren't they weren't going to be the best of the offensive lines out there. You know, so that the, the the general manager really dropped the ball on that, and he hit it out of the park on almost every other thing they did building this team besides Zach Wilson and this offensive line. You know, and they tried with, with back then in, in the moves that they did make. They did try with the offensive line. It was also a bad decision to not come into the season with some kind of backup, you know, for Aaron Rodgers. We all say he's 40, he's the greatest, he's one of the greatest and whatnot, but time does not is undefeated, and we always say so. Those are the two points I wanted to make, that the general manager really dropped the ball on uh, not coming into the season with an offensive line and really not doing something about that uh, – uh, uh, the backup quarterback. Well, he, he, thanks he, for taking my call, Dan. Mo, thanks for the call. He, here's the thing, though, and, and on a couple of those fronts, when you say that the offensive line, let, let, let's think about this critically. We'll go left for right, left to right. Dwayne Brown's 38 years old. Dwayne Brown is maybe one of the two or three most respected guys in that locker room. The dude played with one arm last year until they were out of contention, and then he got that thing fixed in the offseason. All right? He went out there week one. Working the rust off a little bit, he'll be fine. I'm not worried about Dwayne Brown. Okay, Lake and Tomlinson right next to him. Lake and Tomlinson was a guy who made the Pro Bowl the year before he, he became a Jet. Had an off year last year. You would think that he would be better. Okay, Connor McGovern is solid at the center position. All right, and you got Joe Tipman waiting in the wings that they drafted in the second round. AVT, the guy's a stud. The guy's going to be a Pro Bowler, all pro this year, hopefully. And then he got Makai Becton. He hadn't played in a couple of years, but you know what? You move him over to the right side, and you know that if he could just stay on the field, the guy's going to be effective because the talent is there. Pound for pound might be the most talented offensive lineman they have on this team if he can stay upright, which is a big if. But they have contingency plans. Like I said, Joe Tipman, the rookie, could play center, could play guard. All right, AVT could play every position, maybe outside of center, that they could just kick him outside if they have to to one of the tackle positions. You got to let these guys play. Injuries, though, they're inevitable. They might happen. You can't put these guys in bubble wrap, right? It's football. As far as the backup quarterback is concerned, they felt good about the backup quarterback they had. It was a guy who was picked second overall just two years ago. That talent doesn't disappear. So, what made Joe Douglas and company turn in the card with Zach Wilson's name on it just two seasons ago, not 12 seasons ago, two seasons ago, I don't think that that's gone away. You know, it's not like Space Jam where you lose your powers or whatnot. But is he in the right situation now? Has he developed? Has he learned? Is the coaching staff in place now a little bit more effective than what was there previously? The talent that's around him. Can it bring the best football out of this kid? They're going to find out. But you never go into a season banking on the fact that, oh, my starting quarterback might get hurt. 
And yeah, you could say Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old, but guys, I got news for you. Eight out of the last nine years, he played every single game. That's a pretty good run, is it not? Eight out of nine years? So it's not like we're talking about a player who's injury-prone. He banged up his thumb last year, but he played through it. He didn't miss any games. And look, that's inevitable. He's a quarterback. Let's say hi to Robin Wayne up next here on 987 ESPN. Rob, how are you? Hey, Dan. I just got to point out one thing. You know, everybody asks, uh, acts as if Zach Wilson is like this brand-new, fresh kid. There's only been one time since the merger that somebody finished with the worst QBR in the league back-to-back seasons, and it's Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. His numbers are more akin to Jamarcus Russell. I heard a, a thing the other day. I almost fell out of my seat. They compared him to Jack, uh, to Purdy. Purdy has a 107 QBR, and he completes slightly more passes percentage-wise than Wilson. But he's also thrown 15 touchdowns and only four interceptions. Wilson's thrown 16 touchdowns and 19 interceptions. I mean, to think that this kid is going to suddenly, with five weeks of Aaron Rodgers' help, become a better you know, passer than he is, is ludicrous. Well, it's not so much the Aaron Rodgers' help. Rob, I think it's more than Aaron Rodgers. I just think it's about a quarterback developing – Okay, getting a better handle on the position. Because, look, if you want to if you want to be critical of something, I'll be the first one to admit, and maybe they will too. 2020, when he played at BYU and had his, you know, breakout season, that was kind of a fugazi year in college football, right? It was the COVID year. Some teams played four games. Some teams played no games. Some teams played 12 games. Like, there were games that were being canceled and rescheduled like week of. It was extremely odd. So that year he went out and balled out, maybe not against the best competition. And did that enhance his draft profile a little bit? Did he maybe get drafted a little bit higher than maybe he should have? Perhaps. But it doesn't mean he's not talented. You know, the tools are there. Now is there enough around him, whether it's the playmakers, whether it's the coaching staff, and whether it's between his own ears. Has that developed enough now in year number three to where he can go out there and play like a competent quarterback? Well, you know what, Dan? Here's what I would say. If you had a choice, you have to admit they probably have a top three to five defense. They have excellent wide receiving core, probably better than they've had probably since 99. They have great running backs, probably the strongest running backs in the league. You take a guy who's got some more experience and some more success and more years under his belt, and you've got a good example of what, the Ravens did with Brad Johnson. You get a guy like Kobe Brissett, who has 48 touchdown passes and 23 interceptions and an 84 QBR, and he can move and, and better judgment. I just don't see this kid Wilson uh, you know, developing at all. He can't read the field well. And if it was me, I wouldn't go with the worst quarterback in the league the last two years. I'd go out and get a more experienced guy, let him play this year. If you get in the playoffs, great. It's a win. And then you got to hope Aaron Rodgers comes back or you get a good enough draft pick or you can package something together to go after one of the other quarterbacks that may be available next year. Rob, remember something, though, and I thank you for the phone call. Okay, and you're entitled to, to have that thought. But remember, any guy you bring in, and let's just use Jacoby Brissett for, as an example, any guy you bring in from another organization, you're hitting the rewind button on your offense. 
Jacoby Brissett has not been in this system for the last six, seven months, like Zach Wilson has. So you're going to have this guy come in, learn a whole new offense, which means he's going to be behind the eight ball with everybody else in that huddle. The quarterback needs to be the one out in front of things. He's supposed to be the one to know where everybody on that offense is supposed to be doing, what their responsibilities are, where they're supposed to be on each play, not the other way around. And that's what they're trying to avoid. Look, Tim Boyle's on this team. Not that Tim Boyle's going to make anybody forget about Aaron Rodgers, but why? Because Tim Boyle's been in this offense for the majority of his career. He knows what the hell he's doing, that if in a pinch, he could go in there and at least execute the offense. And Zach Wilson's been doing this for seven months. He's got the best coaching right now, veteran experienced coaching on the offensive side of the ball that he's had so far in his brief career. Remember, he had a neophyte rookie play caller his first two years in the league. They upgraded the offensive coaching staff. No knock on the guys that were here previously. New line coach, new offensive coordinator, new passing game coordinator. And the guy still went 14-21 being thrown into the lion's den on Monday night without getting any first-team reps in practice. You know what that shows you? That shows you that He's at least doing some homework on his own because if they throw you into the wolves and like I said last night, it's almost like getting a pop quiz in school and you didn't study. How are you going to do on that quiz? I think he did okay. Now he's going to be in class every week. Now he's going to be doing his homework. He's going to get all the reps in practice. Let's see how it plays itself out on Sunday. 800-919-3776. Look, some quarterbacks... They're not like, you know, containers of milk that have an expiration date. It's not how it works. Some develop right away. Some take a little bit longer. Our buddy who we heard from on the show, he was on the pregame with us the other night, Vinny Testaverde. Vinny was a Heisman Trophy winner. Vinny was the number one overall pick in the draft of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The dude was like the prototypical quarterback that you go sculpt in a laboratory. And his first six years in the league in Tampa Bay, he was not a very good quarterback. Guy was basically completing a little more than 50% of his passes. He was an interception machine. They used to joke that he was colorblind. And then what happened to Vinny? He ended up in Cleveland with a head coach by the name of Bill Belichick, which actually turned him into a winning quarterback, won a playoff game for the Cleveland Browns. Then he goes over to the New York, becomes a pro bowler when the Browns move to Baltimore and become the Ravens, right? Then he goes to the Jets, plays under Parcells, takes him to the AFC Championship game, and was playing at an extremely high level. You just never know how long it's going to take and in what situation to bring the talent out of guys. The talent is there in this kid. Question is, are we going to see it over the next 16 weeks. 800-919-3776. Grass until the top of the hour right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. And you think about it, Vinny became a guy who earned the utmost trust and respect of Bill Parcells, right? Because when Bill got him with the Jets and brought the best football out of him, helped him become a title contender, certainly in 1998. And then when Bill went to the Dallas Cowboys, remember, Bill's first year with the Cowboys in 2003, they went to the playoffs, and his quarterback was Quincy Carter. Remember him? I mean, that was obviously not a long-term solution. So the following year, in 2004, Bill needed a quarterback, 
And who did he get? He got Vinny, who was now a backup to Chad Pennington with the Jets and realized that, you know, it's Chad's team. So he became available. Vinny was 41 years old and played, I think, almost all 16 games for Bill in 2004 with the Dallas Cowboys. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So you just never know. But then you have other examples. There's guys that just, it never clicks. And they never figure it out for whatever the reason. Like the previous caller brought up Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell never worked. You know, he also didn't put in the time either. Right? And he kind of got out of shape. I don't know. Look, I'm not sitting here claiming to know Zach well. I don't know him that well. You know, we've had a few conversations. Talked to him in, in training camp. Right? To me, he seems different. And I've watched every snap he's taken so far in his NFL career. I see a different player. I see a different person. But none of that stuff matters if the results aren't going to change on Sundays. We'll see. Let's say hi to our pal limo driver, Ed, who is up next. Eddie, how the hell are you, buddy? Well, my brother, I missed you. I was at the game, you know, coming two hours away. But, you know, when I was sitting in the stands, I didn't get gloom and doom. I just didn't because you know why? I've been a fan for 55 years. Everything has happened to us, so no matter what you do to me, it's not going to get me upset and beat What can I do? All right, I mean, because when you brought Vinny out, I knew – the guy sitting next to me. I said, why are they bringing him out? You know, what is he doing? Because I, I just had bad luck, and I looked at the clouds and seeing a rainbow, and it's pouring raining out in the parking lot. And I just said, you know what, it, something's going to happen. And sure enough, what happens? So, you know what, listen, I'm not shocked or anything. It's just that it's a shame in this country. We have millions of people that play quarterback, and we only can find four guys that doesn't want to be hired by any other team. Has have being a quarterback been that bad? What about all the colleges? What about these these semi-pro teams or whatever they have, the XFL? 
what is going on? Why you can't find a decent quarterback? No wonder these guys make so money, so much money, because it's hard to find them. If you know? if everybody could do it, it'd be easy, right? I, I, you know what? The way this is right now, when you tell me you can't find nobody and go look at the pick of the litter, out of how many quarterbacks do you have in this country? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just crazy. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. But you know what? I'm not giving up on it. Um, it is a big difference because I did see a big difference in Zach. You know, now he has someone there that can tell him. And you know, Aaron's going to tell him when he comes to the sidelines if he messes up. Aaron's going to get in him. Aaron said, "I'm leaving you this job when I'm done." That's what Aaron said. He said, "I'm going to leave it in the hands of Zach." So I'm going to go with Aaron. You know. And, and we're going to see what happens. It's a shame that if we win the Super Bowl and Aaron don't win it, <laughs> is he coming I mean, back next year? <laughs> and, 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 you know, we, somebody brought that up last night. And and you know what? That would just be a, a wonderful problem for the Jets to have. They'd probably sign up for that right now. Win the Super Bowl with oh, Zach yeah. Wilson and then have to decide who yeah. your quarterback is going to be next year? Next year, yeah. It wouldn't be, be a decision, start? though. It, it wouldn't be a decision either. <laughs> No, but – and also, too, um, I love my country. I love everything about everything. But, you know, Kaepernick, I think he's getting a real raw deal, man. You know, listen, when he protested and did what he had to do, look what everybody does today. You know, it's a, it's a, it's not a bad thing no more. That's when it, right. He did it, it – No, that's exactly right? it. Eddie, what, you know what the funny – like you said, if, if, if the Kaepernick thing happened today, nothing, nothing, nothing would happen. Nothing would happen. He Nothing is, would happen. He is, he, no, I, no owner will take him. And it's a shame because I think he can give a team or be a good backup. Because look at some of these backups. So we're out here trying to find a quarterback now. I, I, I don't understand it. And I feel bad for the guy, you know. Um, you know, he was doing very well at the time. And, and at that time, man, he took that knee. That was his demise that was it yeah and, and you know you what know. Ed? it's been seven years that's the thing but you know so the, you know that yeah. ship might have yeah. sailed unfortunately but ed keep the right, faith right keep the faith you still got a season still got 16 more of these you know what i'm saying oh hey listen listen man until i'm you know until i'm six feet under i'm gonna be there i'm coming two hours i do my tailgate and i leave early to get down there and hey, listen I'm going to support my team until we be in Super Bowl, and I think we're going to go this year. And you know, see what you know what you got to do next game? You're going to, you're, you're going to go to the Patriot game next week? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay, mm-hmm. we're having a tailgate. Do you know what lot that is, guys, like the, the promo that's running? The, lot G, but which G? Like, there's a lot of G, you know what I mean? There's like a lot of G, 1, 2, 3, G, 4. What, G17? That, you like know that? what? That sounds right. Maybe G17. So, you know what? Swing by the tailgate. I'm going to try like hell to make an appearance before we go on the air, but I'm going to run out to the parking lot there and hang for a few minutes before we have to do our pregame inside. I'm going to be there, brother, because I want to see you. Definitely, I want to meet you. Absolutely. Give you a big old hug. And it'd be, yes, ma'am. You'd be my honor, bro. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And you're All the right, best. Well, get home safe. I'm sitting down here in Newark Airport, so get, get home safe, okay, buddy? Appreciate you, brother. I'll see you soon. Right. There's Bye-bye. uh there's our pal limo driver Ed, G17. Now where's G17? Like is that, like, out there? Out there? I gotta pull up the parking map right here. Wait a minute. Yeah, you've been to MetLife Stadium how long, dude? You think I know the parking lot? Come on. 
You're Mr. MetLife. I know I'm Mr. MetLife, but I don't know the parking lot. I park in generally, well, for the Jets, I park in the same lot each and every time. It's like I know the directions. If, if you ask me to, like, pivot off of that or, or to, like, call an audible, I can't do that. You kidding? Now I can't even get the parking map up. Uh, MetLife Stadium parking lots. All right, here we go. This is not a good look. G. All right, that's uh, all right. But we're 17. They don't even have like the wait, wait, wait. No, that's not it. All right. So like I, I know kind of where that is because it's on the same side of the stadium, like where we enter, like to walk into the stadium. But I just need to know where 17 is. But I'm going to try to make it. What time does it start? Do you know what time it starts? The tailgate? You know, that's a good question by you. <laughs> I, I, I try to ask good questions. That's what I'm here for. I would like to think it's going to begin before 11 because I don't think that they would start it at 11 if that means that, you know, we can't show up at it because that's when we're on the air. I, I would, I'm going to guess 10 o'clock. Just throwing it out there. 10 o'clock. That's good. That's probably a good guess by you. Now, if we could find out where 17 is, though, like the 17 part of the G, then that's then that's very, very helpful. Uh, real quick, let's say hi to Sharif in Brooklyn up next here on 98.7. Sharif, how we doing? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I just wanted to talk about how I, I, me personally, this is the game plan I would do. 20 carries to haul, 20 carries to cook, 20 passes, 10 passes to Garrett, play action. And, you know, Remember Debo Samuel Yep. from the 49ers? Before he got his contract, he scored like 12 touchdowns because he was a wide receiver in motion, and they were handing off the ball to him. And he was like, I'm a wide receiver. I don't want to get hit. I, I, I'm a wide receiver. I want to get thrown the ball. So why don't you put Cook and Hall both in the backfield, What put one in the slot, have one coming in motion, fake handoff, give a handoff, fake the handoff going sideways, Straight up the middle, use these guys. You know, like if you have two great running backs, if you if Debo Samuels could score ten to twelve touchdowns, I would love to see Cook coming in motion and Wilson goes hike and turns around and gives it to Cook in motion while he's running towards the sideline. Sharif, who says we're not going to see that at any point this year? Uh, I would love to, but you I, can't. I don't you're, see not gonna, it. you're not going to. You're not going to empty out. You're not going to empty out all your bags of tricks in one game, right? Oh, no, no, I definitely want – it's not a question about emptying out the bag, but you're telling me five times, ten times a game, uh, having them vice versa, and and Gary Wilson can't always be in the top, you know, going against down the sideline. Put him in motion. Put him in the slot. You know, change it up. Like, you see how, like, Diggs did against the Jets? He scored – he got nine catches, 102 yards, because they didn't put him in the same spot. The Jets, for some reason, I keep on – every time I watch the game, they always have Wilson in the same spot. Well, again, they didn't game plan for him this week. So, we'll see what happens going into Dallas because they're going to tailor this offense around him. Now, one thing they did do, as I said, they pivoted to a tight end heavy front offensively, right? So, they were playing a lot of 12, a lot of 13 personnel, which means you had one running back, which means it gets one of those two guys off the field, Cook or Hall, and then you get in exchange for an extra tight end or an extra two tight ends. Because Ruckert came in, and he is very valuable when it comes to blocking. So if they want to really get the running game cranked up, you're going to see a lot of 13, which means only one back could be on the field at the same at, at, at a given time. 
But yeah, they, I, I'm sure that they're going to come up with wrinkles. You know, this ain't their first rodeo. Nathaniel Hackett and company, they, they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? But that's why the practice should be interesting this week as to what they cook up. See, when I, it's funny. When I go back to, um, like in past years, whenever you had an injury to the quarterback and you had some guy coming in off the bench and sometimes the coaches are scared and they devise a game plan to where they let him do like nothing. It's like hand the ball off on first down, hand the ball off on second down. And then on third down, you hope that it's a short play that if, you know, he's got to drop back and throw the ball, it's not something that's going to require a lot of work or effort. But that's how you get beat, too. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. Plus, this isn't a guy that they're just pulling in off the street. It's a guy who was your starting quarterback predominantly for the last two years. This is the Dan Grossa Show on 98.7 ESPN. We're going to take it right up until the top, then we hand things over to Gordon and Larry. Remember, tomorrow, same time, 6.30 p.m., right after TMKS, Jordan Renan is going to join us in his weekly spot coming up at 8 o'clock to talk a little giant football, recap the ugliness of week one against Dallas, and look ahead to what things might look like come week number two on Sunday in the desert. Uh, before we get back to the phones, real quick on the uh, the Mets situation. We told you briefly last night David Stern's going to be signing on as the new president of baseball ops. I believe his first day is uh, October the 2nd, the day after the season ends for the Mets. I saw a report today, too. They're going to be paying him $10 million a year. That is incredible. So he'll be right up there with Andrew Friedman of the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers as far as the highest-paid baseball execs. You better deliver. Steve Cohen's, Steve Cohen's giving you $10 million a year. You better go out there and you put a winner together over the next five seasons. I don't think it's uh, ludicrous to suggest then World Series or bust if you're talking about $10 million a year, but only time will tell. But one of the questions that's going to need answering is the status of Buck Showalter. We know that Billy Epler is going to be back. Steve Cohen's already said that is the GM, but what about Buck, right? David Stearns didn't hire Buck, and you know how these guys are. Whenever somebody takes over the operation, whatever it might be, they like to bring in their own guy. It's no different than, you know, football, basketball, whatever it might be. And, and there's kind of rumblings out there that Craig Council, who is the current manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, and he has been a guy who David Stearns hired, he's a free agent at the end of the year. His contract is up. And there's some thought that maybe he's going to jump ship and go to the New York Mets because his old boss is going to be there in David Stearns. You have that familiarity. So Buck was asked before tonight's game, what about all the uncertainty regarding his job heading into the offseason? No, I don't. Hadn't really. We've been all focused on baseball and the games and everything. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, no, that's the short answer. You know, I don't. I don't think about those things right now. It's about today and it's about tonight, and we're all trying to win in a very competitive business. So, you know, those things. This is not the time and place for my mind to be going there. If you choose to, and your job description tells you you should, then God bless you. Go ahead. I'm not going there. I'd bring Buck back. I don't think any. Of this is his fault. You know, Buck's a good manager. He knows baseball, knows the game. Give him a team that you can win with, you know, and see what he does. Last year he won 101 games before that group kind of gave out in the postseason. Hopefully he gets that shot. 800-919-3776. Lonnie is in Harlem. He is up next here on 98.7. Hello, Lonnie. How are you? There's some rock salt for you, baby. Rock salt, baby. Yeah, man, the rock soul lady hasn't made an appearance. Thank God, because I missed her. How you doing, Dan? How you doing, Joe Leo? Sir Harvey, how we doing? Shout out to the company, of course. 
Uh, then I just called in. First of all, I had to call in once I heard the rock show lady. And then Harvey gave us the whole clip. I oh. mean, I told you. I told Joe, like, every time I hear that, that drop, I literally burst out of the thick tears because it's just, it's, it's too much with your impressions, man. It, it's, I find it to be great. Um, but, yeah, so basically I called in for three, two points technically. Uh, one is about my Giants. Obviously, unfortunately, the line was just atrocious, and it was like a wet piece of paper. Like, it was like a wet piece of paper bag or something, like, on a Sunday night. Like, I feel like every – everything that could go wrong that night possibly went wrong. And everything, I don't want to say things was going good then, but they was looking pretty decent up until the, 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 the full start from AT and then everything pretty much just went down from downhill from there. He gets injured trying to run back, uh, you know, off the, the punt block and things of that nature. Then the whole Saquon gets built it right into a pick six. It was just the, uh, Listen, I don't like that team, but they, they basically laid it on us. I can't say that. I can't say that they didn't. Um, but, yeah, now to the Jets. And the thing is, what both these teams did, it's one thing that's a problem. Both offensive lines stink. My offensive line almost got my quarterback killed, literally. And then, you, unfortunately, the Jets offensive line, I mean, ugh, four plays into this man being a Jet, Dan, and we couldn't get no more than that. Four I'm not a Jet fan. I'm not a Jet fan, but I am probably one of, you know, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. Like, it, I was devastated when that happened. I was just like, oh, my God. And I'm not going to hold you, Dan. The interview with Vinny T to start the, you know, because I was listening to the pregame and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, oh, no. I, and as a couple callers have said today, I think your last caller, literally, um, he was talking about how, you know, he, he felt it. He felt the negative energy. Dog clouds, is raining. Why is Vinny T there? I was saying the same thing. You know, out of respect, he, you know, you know, this is the biggest game since basically, him, you know, him, you know, since that time, that team when he was the quarterback. But at the end of the day, I was just like, yo, are y'all testing fate having this man here? And then look at what happened. So it's just like both teams need to get the offensive line reassured and fixed. And it sucks because the Giants still don't have hog mollies up there from even when Dave Gettleman was the GM. No. And now that you guys got Joe Douglas, who is an offensive lineman by trade, you it's still not getting done. So I just really wanted to call him and say that. And like I said, man, in order for any quarterback – or any offense to get what they want to get done. That offensive line, those five men up front need to do their job. No doubt. And and within, I, within one game, we realized both offensive lines can't do it. See, Lonnie, so, I don't think. Yes, that's it. Let me and Lonnie, thanks for the phone call, man. I got to You know, I'm low on time here tonight. Um, I actually think the Jet line performed a heck of a lot better than the Giants line did. I don't even think it was close. I mean, Giants was downright ugly. And people want to point to the offensive line and blaming, you know, Rodgers getting hurt or whatever. We talked about it last night. The lane was there to get rid of the football. And, and I know you don't want to point fingers. It's, it's still, you know, very, very time sensitive. It just happened. It's too soon, whatever. But the way the play was designed, Dwayne Brown cut block the defender. He did that. He, a, a throwing lane was created. If you go back and you look at the film, for some reason, and I'm sure that's going to be one of the questions to Aaron whenever he meets the media, why didn't you get rid of the ball? 
Now, nobody knew, and sure as hell, he didn't know. I mean, if he knew that he was going to pop his Achilles getting sacked on the play, he would have threw the ball right into the damn ground. But Garrett Wilson was coming in on a slant, wide open. Quick hitter, boom. Don't know what he saw on that play. Don't know. James in Spring Valley, let's say hi to him. James, how are you? Hey, Dan, what's going on, man? Big shout-out to the company. Now, Dan, you know, I'm not a Jet fan. Like, just like Lonnie called him. Um, I'm not a Jets fan. There's a lot of people in the company that are Jets fans. I'm, try- I'm trying to be the voice of reason for Jets fans. I-, I can't relate to how Jets fans are just so miserable, but I can understand because it's like, you know, with don't if you remember Chad Pennington, he got injured. Vane Testaverde got injured. It's like all these things. That James, I'm familiar with the, the history. Jets. Believe me. Yeah, so... I guess my thing is going forward, and I know there's some Jets fans that work in the station as well. Going forward, you have Zach Wilson, and you even said it um, that he he looks different. He's more mature. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a presence, even though he's not going to be playing. Do you think realistically the Jets? Because I think the Jets could probably win nine or ten games with Zach Wilson as long as he keeps it simple, don't turn the ball over in critical moments. He got the two running backs in um, Hall and Cook. The defense is a championship level defense. I truly believe the Jets can win nine or ten games and they can make the playoffs. You can throw the Super Bowl out the window. That's not happening. But you can still make the playoffs. I James James I don't disagree at all. I, I don't disagree at all. They were five and four with him as the starting quarterback last year. Five and four. Now was it pretty? Not at all. He's got a better team around them right now than he did last year especially if number 20 and number 75 are going to be part of the mix, among others. And I think he's getting coached up a heck of a lot better than he was the previous year as well. Tommy in Connecticut up next. Tommy, how are you? Daniel, good evening. Thomas, what's going on? Uh, I just wanted to say, I think the last time I talked to you, I couldn't have been more optimistic, and I think you had the same sentiment. What what a turn of events on Sunday night and Monday night. I I just I can't believe that like the Giants getting their doors blown off, Aaron getting hurt, four plays in. What do we? Why, why do we deserve this? <laughs> I, I, I don't. Know. We've been asking that know. question for decades, Tom. Decades. And, and, and I and I tell you what, you are completely right that the the Jets line looks significantly better than the Giants line. But look, that number eleven on Dallas, they lined him up anywhere. And he just wreaked havoc. I, the, the guy's incredible. And that's why. I, and that's why you're probably going to see again either two or three tight end sets that the Jets are going to feature a lot in this game on Sunday, just for the blocking purposes. Establish the run that way, and then try and live off a of, you know a big shot on the play action. I think that's that's the move. Yeah, and you got to chip the guys coming off the edge, right? And and make sure that you give your quarterback enough time as possible. To make this happen, uh, real quick, let's say hi to Wes in East Hanover. Wesley, how are you? Good evening, Dan. Good evening, company. I'm great. Let me make it quick here at the end. So a caller called in a moment ago talking about having two backs in the backfield with Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall at the same time. Mm-hmm. So when I was at Auburn, we had Cadillac Williams and Ronnie, Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Brown, yeah. And it was, it was incredible, they right? They became the number so two and three picks in the draft, one right after the other. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Right. Rookie of the year. That was when they still took those. Yeah, you know who else was drafted in that round that year in 2005 in the first round? Some guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers a little bit later on. (laughs) Exactly. So what I was thinking is, have we seen that in the NFL lately? 
Jolio brought up, maybe a little bit of the Panthers uh, a few years ago. But it seems like that could be an interesting mix as the offense changes a little bit uh, in that. So I'm excited to see it. I don't have a lot of trust in Zach Wilson, but I would like to see him in a more setup kind of like that. Well, look, I'm sure they're going to try to get as many of these playmakers on the field at once. And by the way, i got to correct myself. Ronnie Brown was second. Braylon Edwards was third. Cadillac Williams was, uh, I think, fifth in that 2005 draft. Alex Smith got taken first. Remember, there was the whole Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, who was going to be taken first by the Niners. They took Alex Smith, and Rodgers used that chip for uh, 18 years with the Green Bay Packers and I think forged a pretty good career for himself. Look, I, look, it, 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 it's... Brees Hall's a damn good back. Dalvin Cook is a very good back. And I, I mentioned this on the show last night. I was one of these guys that when the whole Dalvin Cook thing was happening over the summer, I thought that he was a luxury for the Jets more than a necessity. But four plays into the season, when the Hall of Fame quarterback goes down, then you realize, boy, in hindsight, it's a good thing they signed Dalvin Cook. Because now that's one more guy to be able to take some of the pressure off of your quarterback that isn't a four-time MVP. I'm going to head on out to Florham Park tomorrow, you know, make my weekly visit. Um, I think I'm talking to Brees Hall, speaking of, and Jordan Whitehead, who had a huge game last week against the Buffalo Bills. So those will be the interviews, I think, for the pregame show this week. Looking forward to that. Also, try to get some uh, information, talking to guys in the locker room as well. But we're back with you at 6.30 tomorrow, right after TMKS, as per usual. Thank you to Joe. Thank you to Harvey. Grass is saying so long. We'll do it again tomorrow at 6.30, right here on 98.7 ESPN. She wakes up at like 4.30 in the morning. She takes like two different bus transfers to go to work each day. So she's probably asleep. I'll shoot her an email. 